Hey everybody and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Jason Lipschutz and I am an associate editor and the Pop Shop blog editor of Billboard.com. Based in New York, on the other line, in Los Angeles, is the Iggy Azalea to my Jennifer Lopez. Keith Caulfield, how's it going, Keith? Uh, I'm good. I've And I, for once, have nothing smart-assy to say in response to that. <laughs> Because I'm, I'm that's a compliment. Be a smart no ass. I take it. Either one of us. That's it's beautiful. I wish I. We did it. Yeah, booty, booty. Yeah. <laughs> so Keith was at the uh, 2014 American Music Awards last night, reporting from the red carpet. So if you're listening to this, you might be listening to this on Monday, November 24th. It is a special Monday Pop Shop podcast. There, like we said at the end of last week's episode, there is no Thursday podcast. We're taking Thanksgiving off, but we wanted to get you something this week. So Keith was at the American Music Awards. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to quickly go down a couple things we are thankful for in the music world this year. Because hey, it's Thanksgiving. You know, sometimes we're critical about things, but we have a lot to be thankful for in terms of music this year. Are you ready, Keith? Yes. All right. Sorry. All right. So. Keith, how much of the actual show did you watch? Because you're you're always doing your thing on the red carpet. Did you were you in Nokia Theater at all? Were you, were you checking mm, it out? Yeah, never actually set foot inside Nokia Theater. Um, I, I was on the red carpet from um, you know for a couple hours before the show started, and then um, after that, you are uh, put into a press tent. Um, which is effectively backstage, quote unquote, which is really on the top yep. of a parking garage behind the Nokia Theater. So, um, the parts of the show that I did see were on monitors inside the press tent. So I did see bits and pieces of performances throughout the night, but I didn't see the entire show. Now, did you get a sense of something that everybody was talking about at the AMAs this year? Because the AMAs is 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 always kind of a the wackiest award show. the The awards are all fan voted. It's not really like a a, a critics picks kind of thing it's more about the performances there were 18 performances this year that's so many they squeeze a heck of a lot into the show every year you know how many you know how many performances were at the vmas like uh, three months ago i'm gonna go eight eight yeah yeah there were eight performances there were 18 on sunday night so what 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 did you get a sense did you get a sense of of people talking about one specific thing or a couple specific Um, things i mean the the thing the performances that seem to get the most attention at least backstage with the jaded press um because you know the w- w- <laughs> as we're in in the press area that we were at um we have all these sort of um there's uh, press people and then also a lot of um, production people so like you know pitbulls dancers are going past us to get some food you know there's a lot of producers there's talent there's publicists so it's a lot of industry people and a lot of people that are part of it so it's really hard to sort of make them interested in something they seemed really interested in the booty performance um, from J-Lo yep. and Iggy at the end of the show. Um, people seemed, um, you know, you know, I missed the Taylor Swift opening. Uh, I had to watch it later. Um, but people were really interested in seeing Taylor Swift accept her award from Diana Ross um, midway through the show. Yes. Um, but really, the Iggy J-Lo performance seemed to really sort of really get people's attention towards the end of the show. It's funny because that that song wasn't that huge of a hit and it came it's not even that current of a song it came out a couple months ago no it's the just the prom- it's booty. just the promise of booty from j-lo i mean that's kind of <laughs> it was it was i you know <laughs> it wasn't my per- favorite performance of the night i just i thought it was i thought it was a little silly you know she gets the 
the phone like somebody holds up a cell phone and she goes booty call and then she keeps dancing it's like all right like i i don't know it, it wasn't uh you know it, it was what it was let's just say that there were there were there were asses on top of asses and for a song named it was booty, ass task you couldn't really you couldn't really <laughs> ask for anything more uh yeah the ta- the taylor swift accepting the dick clark award of excellence uh was a pretty cool moment i mean especially be- considering the past month that she's had and yeah she was very classy she thanked diana ross she she you know it she it it was fun watching it live because she embraced all these stars in the front row like she like lord was there and she was so happy for her and sam smith was like oh okay let's hug and it was it was fun it was it was it was really fun um what what else what else were people talking about um well it, 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 it's luke bryan was interested in watching lord uh which is sort of an interesting combo um <laughs> but, i mean we know we noticed him when he was backstage we noticed that he uh stopped and was watching one of the monitors during lord's performance and i think when you see that oh, when cool. you when you see your performance no matter who you are you're like okay what what's going on right now? Cause this is not a very conventional performance. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I wrote a thing last night about how Lord actually lost all of her awards. She went zero for four in terms of AMAs last night, but I feel like she was actually the winner of the evening because first of all, her performance was spectacular. Yeah. I, I, I thought that it was so, it, it was, it was so alive and vibrant in the, in the way that, some of her previous performances were a little bit still and, and stationary. Um, you know, starting with that, the, the four white walled box around her was pretty innovative and it was, it was fun. And then, you know, then she's yucking up with Taylor Swift the whole time. And then I, I don't know if you saw the performance of bang, bang. Uh, uh, it was, I saw, it was near I saw the end of the show. glimpses of it. I know that they were interacting with the audience. So did someone come up to Lord during that performance? Yeah, Jesse J. Jesse J. was roaming through the crowd, and she got to that front row where it's like Taylor and Lord and Sam Smith and Selena Gomez. I think was there, and you know everybody's kind of like dancing and like, oh yeah, we're on camera right now. We gotta, you know, we gotta enjoy, smile and dance and stuff. Exactly. But like Lord was like really going for it. She oh. <laughs> she was she was singing along. I guess she's a big Bang Bang fan, or if she's not, she's she's good at pretending to be a very big bang bang i mean you have to roll with the punches when you're in the front row of taylor swift and like jesse J is like bang bang in the room in front of you you're like what do you do (laughs) okay fine i'll dance i'll dance jesus yeah man it was uh it it was pretty awesome i mean she even a a couple hours before the show she was like she tweeted that she met pitbull backstage and she was like he was sweet and charming. I, I imagine it's a lot like meeting the president, like, which made me laugh. So, wow. okay. Lord, Lord just uh, continuing to win despite not winning uh, actual awards on the AMAs. Um, in terms of, uh, so I, I just want to quickly go down some of my favorite performances. You mentioned Taylor Swift. I, I thought that her blank space performance was kind of everything that I thought was missing from. Remember when she did Shake It Off? at the VMAs for the first time yeah. and it was just a little bit stale and it was a little bit of a letdown for us. I thought that Blank Space as the opener really lived up to it. It's the number one song in the country. Was um, Go ahead. It was fantastic. It was amazing. Yeah. It was just yeah. it was it was it was elaborate. It was high flying. There it was flames. There was dancers. There was uh, 
elaborate sets, multiple sets across the entire stage. I mean, it was it was artful. It was cool. It was just you want that sort of like wow moment to to yeah. to be really impactful and to to open the show. And um, I mean, she really brings it. I mean, you know, think of her Billboard Music Awards when she did twenty two. Um, think of when you know she did uh, you know uh, at the American Music Awards a couple years ago when she did um, uh, we are never ever getting back together right no 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 the yeah. other one I knew yeah. you were trouble and she had the the costume change mid song oh, I mean yeah. and that yeah. and when I saw that I was that that was the moment where I'm just like you know what I think I've like turned a page with Taylor like I don't know I'm suddenly <laughs> really interested like it's it's just so cool and she's just she's you know this is not the Taylor Swift podcast people. We're just mentioning her a little bit because how can you not after that? Well, it was just yeah, exactly. It was it was so fun how you watch the blank space video and she's playing a character of this wild-eyed temptress, and then she recreated that in the live setting of the AMAs, and oh. in a way I thought was was really colorful. Yeah, and yeah, it was a good way to open the show. Um, a couple others I I noted. Um, yeah, Lord was great. Ariana Grande I thought did a, a very good job. She she did like. The Ariana Grande Jazz Hour with with these you know, slow down versions. <laughs> the Ariana Grande Jazz Hour, Jason. <laughs> it, was, it really was. She was like, yeah, it was. It was. I thought she was gonna start scatting with like with Break Free because it was it's just her and her piano. It was it was cool. And then the weekend came out. That was a pretty cool performance. I love. I, I loved uh, performance of the night. I think, man, I I I gotta hand it to Charlie XCX. Really uh, and. Yeah, I I loved that performance. And you know why I love that performance? Because I feel like Charlie XCX, now this was really her first award show where she got a prime slot uh, On her by own. herself. Because yeah. she performed at the Billboard Music Awards, but she performed with Iggy Azalea. And then she, at the VMAs, she performed during the pre-show. She did Boom Clap. So this was really the first time that she's had the stage to herself on the actual telecast. And I thought she blew it away, and and I think that she comes into that show, you know, with the intent of trying to get people to know who she is. Yeah. I mean, I know people know Boom Clap. They don't really know who Charlie XCX is, but her whole display of like the the horrorcore goth prom thing, and with all the costumes and doing break the rules out of Boom Clap and. Yeah. You know, falling on that guy's head. When basically. good girls it, go it was, bad at the prom, Charlie XCX. Exactly. And it, it's almost like if you didn't know who Charlie XCX was, at the very least you watch that performance and get an idea of who she is. And yeah. I think that's and that I think that's a huge win for her. That I maybe maybe in terms of like the wow factor it wasn't the best performance of the night, but in terms of what she should have done with that performance, I think she nailed it a hundred percent. Yeah, she um I talked to her backstage in our um billboard video lounge, one on one room, whatever you want to call it. And she talked Hello. about Hmm. What? I said, hey yo, hey yo, um, and she talked about you know how she was excited to release her new album, uh, Sucker, because um, she sort of uh, thinks of it as sort of like a big girl power. She, it could be like a girl power album, girl power album, um, for like a bunch of young girls who who want to have something different and want to hear something different. Um, um, and well, you know what? Let's let's play a clip. Let's okay. play a Charlie XCX clip. Here's Charlie XCX backstage talking about her new album, Sucker at the AMAs. I'm so excited to release my new record, Sucker, just because I feel like it's a really important record. I feel like it's an album that people won't have heard from me, but also an album that's like a sound that's not really around right now from like women and pop music. 
in the top 40 world, you know? So I'm excited, it's a girl power record and I feel like if I was like 13, 14, I would be like, whoa, this is kind of cool. Like kind of how I felt when I listened to like Avril Lavigne or something, I don't know. It's not like Avril Lavigne, but that kind of moment, like her first record like changed my life a bit. So I feel like maybe, hopefully this will do the same as some other girls. That was cool that you got to catch up with Charlie XCX. Sucker, I don't know if, how much of you uh, of the album you've heard, Keith, but I've, I've heard the album. It's coming out next month. It is it is definitely worth checking out. Um, another one, man, I, I, I don't know if you saw this one. Selena Gomez uh, kind of impressed me with The Heart Wants What It Wants. Now, you know, I, I've never been a huge Selena Gomez fan. And just not a not a big fan of her voice, but I th- she kind of convinced me. She kind of won me over with this performance last night. Of you know there were storm clouds behind her. It was very melodramatic. Really, really cool in a way that was entertaining. Really cool projections. Very and, and, cool and a great performance, I think. And and the song, I think, can really win over some people um, because the song is so emotional and it's coming from sort of a, a place where everyone you know people keep talking about it. I mean, the song is you know obviously about her relationship with Justin Bieber. Um, she's talked about that, you know, as much. And um, yeah. I'm curious, the very last projection behind her of a man <laughs> with his hands against the screen, I know Billboard pointed out that it looked like a horror movie. I wondered if that was meant to be Justin Bieber. I wondered if it was Justin or if I they know. just had a Justin we, look alike know, to do it. We were in the war room in the in our Billboard office last night. And I was, and I literally said, like, when the hand started pressing, I was like, "Bieber." It has to be. I mean, they were. It has to. It has to represent him if it is. Oh him. man. Anyway. Uh, yeah, else? great job, Selena Gomez. So, uh, a couple other notes I have. Uh, One Direction, obviously, a big winner last Who night. Who I talked to backstage, by the Who way. You talked to backstage, and we're gonna get to that in a second. I know, man. I know. Um, get of the evening. Yeah, they they won. They won Artist of the Year. And it, it comes during a week where four is going to most likely hit number one on the Billboard 200 albums chart. And uh, yeah, Keith, you were one of the only ones to talk to them backstage, which was pretty cool, man. Yeah. Uh, you, you, I, you, I think you said that I was the only person to talk to them backstage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. They, they did the photo room and then they came over and they were going to do Kimmel. Um, but they took a detour and came and did Billboard. Yeah. So um, cool. Yeah. We talked to them backstage. and It was really awesome. So here is Liam Payne of One Direction talking about the U.S. success of 1D. To be honest with you, this is absolutely amazing. I mean, to be nominated for three to start off with was an absolute dream. And then to be here and win them and one of them being Artist of the Year, I mean, it's just for us, it's amazing because we worked so hard on this album with the writing and stuff. And it just, uh, it's gone great. Smashed it. That was cool. That was that was very cool that they stopped by and chatted Keith. I, I kind of wish they had done another song instead of Night Changes last night. They they did their new single, you know, kind of a, a tender ballad. But, you know, give me give me Steal My Girl. Give, give me Where Do Broken Hearts Go from their new album before. Uh, likewise, I, I thought that Five Seconds of Summer, they covered uh, What I Like About You and... I don't know. I mean, I I, I feel like I, I tweeted this last night that they're they're like one for three in terms of song selection for award shows because man, we talked about tough crowd Jason. at the V. I know, man. Hey, I I like Five SOS a lot and Five Sauce, but I, I feel like is the, is Five the, Sauce is the code Five. five sauce? I like Five SOS because it's like save our save our summer. Okay. Um, yeah. I I mean, I I don't know, man. Like they they have uh, good girls. They have eighteen. They have these up tempo pop rock songs and you know at the vmas that they, they did amnesia and last night they did um 
what I like about you, which which was fun, but it's you know it's not their song. You want you want to get people to know who but you are and what you're about. It's, it's, you were okay with it. They're they're promoting it from their no, their new live album, and it's and it's and it's a it's a track they performed on tour. That's true. Like more than fifty times. I mean, they've done it tons and tons of times on tour, so it makes sense. Um, I asked them about doing what I like about you and and uh, about you know covering the romantics um, on the red carpet. Oh, let's last let's night. play that clip. Yeah. let's play it, man. Here's five seconds of summer backstage with Keith. You're performing what I like about you tonight, which you performed a zillion times on tour, and it's on your live album. What is it about this song that you love so much or like so much? Um, <laughs> I think this song captures the energy of the band, um, and it's great to perform live. It's got a rocky edge to it, so which we love, and I think we're sort of best at doing that type of thing. So, I mean, it's fun, and it's high energy, and I hope the crowd like it because it's different from everything else tonight as well. So, yeah, it's going to be great. Do the romantics know that you're covering the song? <laughs> uh, sure. I, I, I think the romantics know we cover the song, but I don't know if they know we're covering it today. It'd be cool if they, hopefully they like it. I mean, you know, hopefully they're not like, oh my God. Hopefully we don't, do. Hopefully we don't, we don't ruin it and they hate us forever. So that's interesting. I mean, I, I, I didn't think it was the best choice, but uh, you, you were you were convinced. You were convinced that what I would like about you was well. Was I mean, the, I'm, the I wouldn't say I'm just convinced. I'm just I'm just happy that I talked to Five Seconds of Summer on the on the red carpet. I mean, <laughs> I mean, but but they were lovely to speak with, and you should watch the video online because they're a hoot. For those, I, I don't know if you saw this, Keith, but for those listening, uh, Five Seconds of Summer had their uh, fan convention last weekend. It, it was called DerpCon in. Los Angeles, and we had a reporter there, Maria Sherman, and she did like a minute by minute recap of the Five Seconds of Summer fan convention. It was, it's literally like one of my favorite reads of the entire year we've had on on Pop Shop. So wow. check that out. It's on Bilber.com. It's so fun, man. You got to check it out. Like what these teen girls like, how they react when they meet Five Seconds of Summer. It's it's incredible. Put a link in the story. Um, That'd be great. We'll put a link in the podcast. We'll put we'll put a link into yeah. the podcast. Post, of course. Um, two more things, man. Um. Uh, Magic and Wyclef Jean. What mm. the hell is going on? What the hell is going You're on? You're a fan of that, they huh? They called fan. some whoever whoever introduced Wyclef Jean called him a reggae legend, and like that was his intro. It's just really? not oh. true. Yeah, they called him reggae legend Wyclef Jean, and I was just like, that's not true. He doesn't, and not saying he's not like. A veteran, like even we're not saying he's not him, awesome. Like a, it's just the, the wrong yeah. kind of awesome introduction. <laughs> he's not a reggae artist. Like as someone who owns he's multiple Wyclef Jean albums, yeah. Uh, anyway, I I don't know, man. It, it kind of reminded me. Remember uh, at the Grammys when Robin Thicke did Blurred Lines with Chicago? Yeah. It's almost like it's almost like hey, one hit wonder guys. Like let's pair you with a veteran artist to spice up that one song yeah you know you know you know know, with these award shows it's always the the idea of like all right we need to get in you know you know we've booked this act on this label because we're also going to have this other act from the same label perform so you know there's a lot of wheeling and dealing like people that share management like oh we'll give you this act if you also take this other act so i can imagine that's probably what would have happened i mean no slight to you know, Wyclef or Magic, certainly. Um, we talked to both of them no, not at all. yesterday, and, and they're both great artists, obviously. Um, it's just sometimes the execution and the ideas of the combinations don't always find the greatest success. And clearly, you did not find this very successful. No, no, no. Jason, Last thing, Jason's uh, what I said it. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I stand by it. It was not successful. Um, 
last thing I it was uh, I made a note. It was very cool to see some uh, hip hop on the stage last night. Some of these award shows kind of you know get rid of all of the the rap and hip hop stuff, but uh, except for like Iggy Azalea, of course. But you know, ASAP Rocky was there with Sam Smith and YG and DJ Mustard came out with Fergie. That was really cool. I, I love YG. And uh, I talked to YG Nikki on the carpet, Wayne. by the way. No way. Yeah, hey, I did. Way. I know. Go. I was totally the wrong person to talk clip? to YG let's on the red the, carpet. Yeah. But... <laughs> let's play the YG. Oh, it's not good. Here's no, 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 no. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's not. It's not actually any. Don't good. do it. No. It's not. It's not. Uh, that's not that really good of an interview. <laughs> That's fine. You know what? We'll link to that the not very good YG interview on uh, on Vilber dot com. So so Keith, uh, we got about five minutes left, man. Let's uh, it's Thanksgiving in a couple days. Yep. Um, you're gonna you're gonna be in Los Angeles. Are are you gonna be in the Los Angeles? I'm area? here. I'm still working. Be? I'm working Wednesday and Friday, and probably end up working some on Thanksgiving. The charts never sleep. Oh my goodness, charts never sleep. It's like Wall Street too. Charts never sleep. Um, I will be down in, uh, in South Jersey, um, have a lot to be thankful for, man. So, um, let's, let's, uh, very quickly go through a couple things, uh, of giving thanks, what we're thankful for this year. Okay. And I'm, uh, I'm thankful for the first thing I have to be thankful for is that Outkast came back and <laughs> Outkast, one of my favorite artists. And I was thinking about at the beginning of the year, like New Year's last year, we did not know that Outkast was ever going to reunite. And then uh, I saw them like five times this summer uh, at various festivals. And, um, you know, whether they were a little off key at Coachella they and, or, you know, stronger at Lollapalooza, it didn't really matter to me. I was watching Outkast live. I had never seen them live. I was very thankful for that. Um, all right, Keith, uh, your turn. Do you have anything on? On uh, I don't know if uh, you have anything prepared off the top yeah, of your um, head. Yeah, I'm. 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 Um, I was unprepared for this, but I have a few short things that I will say. Um, I'm. Okay. I'm thankful that Madonna is working on a new album. I'm also fearful. Yeah, I know I'm, you are. I'm fearful that there's so many people involved. It could be uh, very weird. So, um, <laughs> I'm thankful yet also fearful. Um, I'm I'm also I'm also very thankful that Giorgio Moroder has a new album coming out, his first in decades. Oh, yeah. Um his his first single, I think it's called Seventy Four is the new twenty four. It sounds amazing. And everyone and their mom's gonna be on this album from Kylie to Britney to, you know, a whole slew of people. So those are two things I'm thankful for right now. I can come up with some more if you want to do another turn real quick. Yeah, I'll do another one. Um I'm thankful that Charlie XCX and going back this is just the Charlie XCX podcast, but I'm thankful that Charlie XCX is getting her own stardom and and is her own person that is becoming a star. And because last year True Romance was her debut album. It came out last in April 2013 and not a whole lot of people bought it. And it's one of the best pop albums you'll hear in the 2010s and yet it kind of it never really got that mainstream look. She had the the song with Iconopop and it was, you know, in that case, you're rooting for someone, and it, but the odds are kind of against them. And, you know, this year has been a complete 180 where she's had a number one hit with Fancy. She had a top 10 hit with Boom Clap. I'm just, I, I guess I'm just thankful for someone, you know, an artist I really like and who I've spoken to a couple times who, who's really a genuine person is getting that kind of uh, commercial shine as well as the critical acclaim. So yeah. I'm thankful for that. And do you want me to go again? Yeah, go ahead, man. And Let's this, do one more each. This will be my last one. It's a quick one. It's sort of a thankful for sort of my favorite British pop acts of the past. Um, I'm thankful that Nadine Coyle allegedly might have a second album on the way. 
that may or may not be from Xenomania, which is the people that produced all of Girls Aloud stuff. Um, I'm thankful that uh, uh, Nicola from Girls Aloud is is working on new music as well. I'm thankful that Cheryl she Cole... is I, Nicola Nicola's my favorite. That's yeah. awesome. Um, and then I'm thankful that Cheryl uh, Cole has a new album, though I haven't heard the whole thing yet, and I'm kind of lame. But I'm I'm always thrilled whenever Girls Aloud does something. I'm stoked that McBusted, which is the combo package of McFly and Busted, is actually releasing their album in the United <laughs> States. Um, if if you know me, you know that I'm a fan of McFly, and I've talked to them here in America before, so I'm stoked about that. I'm also thrilled that I think, hopefully, we'll actually get music from uh, Mirtia Kisha, Siobhan, or the Sugar Babes at some point. Hopefully, that album will actually materialize. I'm still hopeful that that will come out and maybe actually be called Sugar Babes, because that's the rumor. Instead of, That'd be pretty cool. Instead of MKS, MKS, they might actually just call it Sugar Babes. So we'll see. Cool, man. And very quickly, um, I'm, I'm thankful for this year of uh, musical discovery because, you know, every year we, you know, we, we talk, Keith, you and I talk a lot about current music and, and what's topping the charts and stuff like that. But I, I feel like as a music fan, you got to kind of step back a little bit and, and dig through the crates and, and discover some albums and, and some artists that maybe you weren't a familiar with before the beginning of the year that that are from years ago or decades ago and I, I really feel like uh it's 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 good for the soul it, more than anything i i mean this year I, I listened to a lot of like a tribe called quest midnight marauders which i really hadn't dug into before uh whole lived through this even something from last year that i never really got to ex- explore which was um nighttime my time by sky ferreira another tremendous album it, it, it's fun to kind of you know press pause on the hot new thing and then kind of go back into the annals of music and discover some cool stuff. So, you know what? And, and Keith, um, very quickly, the, because we have to wrap this up. Uh, I'm thankful for, uh, I'm thankful for you, man. I'm thankful we get to do this every week on this pop shop podcast. And I'm very thankful for, uh, everyone listening. We've, we've been doing this a little over a year and, uh, still love to do so. So, uh, I was going to say that too. uh, I was going to say, I'm like, I'm thankful to Jason. I'm thankful to our listeners. I'm thankful that I have this opportunity at billboard. It's an amazing opportunity at billboard for such a long time to be able to do charts and talk about pop music and talk about music that I love and talk about the charts and interview celebrities randomly at award shows. I'm a very fortunate (laughs) person. Um, and it's, it's a cool gig to have. So I'm very thankful for that as well. Well said, man. All right. Well, uh, you know what? Do we have do we have time? How how quick is your charts out of the week this um, week? Um, it, it's it it's already quick? written and prepared, so I can actually read it. I can record it later. Okay, and now it's time for a special American Music Awards themed chart stat of the week. Take it away, Keith. Hey. Okay. So for our special AMA's themed chart stat of the week. We're going back 35 years ago today, on November 24th, 1979. For the first time ever, two women with their own previous number one singles teamed up for a number one duet. No More Tears, Enough is Enough by AMA winning artists Barbara Streisand and Donna Summer. Never before had there been a number one single by two such successful women. In fact, the only previous number one duet at that point by artists with previous number ones of their own was actually a family affair, Something Stupid, by Nancy Sinatra and her father, Frank Sinatra. While No More Tears was a smash hit, the two singers actually never performed the song live together, believe it or not. Um, I know that I'm personally distraught about that because it's such an amazing song. It's one of my favorites, and those two voices are 
fantastic, but they never actually performed it together ever live. Um, Streisand actually sang the tune for the first time live during her 2012 Back to Brooklyn tour, tributing Summer, who died of cancer earlier that year. Uh, so there you go. That is your chart set of the week. 35 years ago, Enough is Enough, No More Tears by Barbara Streisand and Donna Summer hit number one. And thank you, Keith, for that AMA-themed chart stat of the week. Hey, you're welcome, Keith. Thanks again for doing this uh, special podcast today, man. And uh, let's let's go out on... Um, hmm, what should we go out on? Let's go out on Yellow Flicker Beat by Lord, one of the winners of the AMAs. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next Thursday, per usual, uh, with, a, with a fun uh, special guest as well. And uh, thanks for listening, and take care. Bye. Sweet.